for uh tuning in today i am gs yes and i am marlissa welcome back you guys so we have uh some topics that we're gonna do a quick do a quick rundown mm-hmm. what we're gonna what we're gonna give y'all a lot that's been happening in the news a lot yeah um it has not let up so uh we're gonna be covering what's happening with haiti yeah absolutely so um you know the Big news. Well, one of the big news stories was uh, New York Times doing a series of articles about Haiti's part in uh, the ecosystem mm-hmm. of colonialism. So mm. very interesting um, story there that we want to give you guys some highlights on. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. We also are going to discuss um, a Black Panther that was just released mm-hmm. um, and the implications behind that. Yeah, for sure. He was the oldest, um, I believe, to still be detained so mm-hmm. he he recently got out he got his he got his his freedom um we are also just going to dive into some of the continuous congressional fuckery mm. um they did more <laughs> of the nonsense this week um whether it was failing to pass certain acts that would help citizens here in our country or approving mm-hmm. things that would help themselves so we exactly. want to walk y'all through that and then last but not least, um, we're going to talk about what's the shooting, the mass shooting we just uh, we just lived through um, down in South Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be that's going to wrap it up, though. That's going to be our main discussion. Yeah. And the yeah. police's response, NRA, all of that. All of that. So, yeah. So four topics. But, um, you know, we didn't want to overwhelm people. There's a lot to, to discuss there. So before we jump in, though, um, GS, like, how was your week? How was it? My week has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I kind of had to like dial back and clean up my apartment because it had been in shambles for like two weeks. Shambles. Shambles. <laughs> my grandmother would not have been pleased mm-hmm. with the state of my dwelling. Your living quarters. My living quarters. <laughs> she would not have been pleased. Yeah. Because her, her her main thing would all she would always say, How can you have people over here? Mm-hmm. It looked like this. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, I ain't care. Now I care. I, get I do it. care. But she wouldn't have been proud. No, I get it. <laughs> you know, something about cleaning up your space makes you feel better. Like I don't know what that is, but when I clean my house like thoroughly, like, you know, I hit the floors and the baseboard, like it's something about it that's um that that almost feels purifying like to me mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and i'm with you there so i was actually um telling a friend of mine that like i cleaned my house thoroughly like really deep for the mm-hmm. first time in probably a little over a month mm-hmm. yesterday and it was really nice to like open up the windows and the doors it was a nice day in dallas yesterday mm-hmm. it was cool mm-hmm. um so yeah like burn some sage and okay. you know got a little incense going come it on was, peace yeah peacefulness come yes. on uh... so, so yeah, and I, I think sometimes we that's that's part of self care too. Like we talk about eating good and you know m- moving our bodies and getting out and getting in nature. But I think also making sure that like your home is a sanctuary that is peaceful is is really important too. 
No, yeah. real. That's real. That's real. So your week has been. Yeah, my week was uh, it was good. Good. Okay. I, I was tired this week, and I talked to a couple people, and it seems like everybody was tired this week. Is it emotional exhaustion? What's going on? Uh, honestly, it might be. Mm. It might be. I think that, um, along with, well, I don't think we take into account how how much like the outside world affects us mentally, or mm-hmm. how 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 we can become emotionally tired. And that in itself plays out in different ways. Yeah. And so it's like we so used to being like physically tired mm-hmm. that we don't realize that we're emotionally tired. So it's just like it's like a double whammy almost. Yeah. It so. was like I I rarely lay down and take daytime naps. Mm-hmm. Rarely. But yesterday I was like going to meet a couple friends for drinks. And I was like, I got to close my eyes. I have to close my eyes and just lay here mm-hmm. um, for 30 minutes. And I did. And it was it was great. But I I hadn't been that tired in a long time. Mm. Um, and when I went to have drinks with them, they told me the same thing. Like they were exhausted. All week. Just, yeah. And so I think all of us are collectively dealing with kind of a trauma response of sorts, mm-hmm. even if even if you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess our our advice will be like, take care of yourself, unplug if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've been running sprints for the last, you know, few months. Yeah. And so I, w- I would just tell you guys, you know, take a little bit of time and and just just be right mm-hmm. without having to take on the, the drama that is the world. And <laughs> for us Americans, America right now. Um, so, yeah, that's real. Haiti. Haiti. Um, just a little background for people who don't know. Um, Haiti was the first freed black republic. Mm-hmm. Um, our brothers and sisters over there, our ancestors over there fought the French and won. Yep. A superpower at the time, for sure. A superpower at the time. Um, so there's a lot of history... Just even in that aspect, Toussaint uh, L'Overture, mm-hmm. um, a lot of a lot of a lot of freedom fighters. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think eighteen oh four is the year mm-hmm. that um, you know we we saw that we didn't see it. We didn't we, see we, it. we read about we the read great about uprising. <laughs> um, and what I thought was interesting was that Haiti, or what would be known, what would come to be known as Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it went, it was a different name back then, but it was the French's richest colony. It was. And so thinking about what happened that day and then all the things that we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. um, subsequently that happened, thinking about like this was, this was like their bread and butter. They called it the pearl, mm. like of France, right? Because there was so much wealth being being established there. Um, all of a sudden, and not all of a sudden, but through, of course, a lot of bloodshed, tears, all of that, mm-hmm. um, becoming the first black democracy mm-hmm. or republic, rather. Republic, yeah. Um, and so I think that note right there is important as we begin to go into everything else that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. when it comes to money and the wealth that would have been lost had not certain systems been set into place to continue to keep Haiti paying into. It's it's interesting because I watched this, uh, it was a Vice special, and it talked about like kind of the divide between, um, because Haiti 
shares a border with the DR, DR mm-hmm. and how the the colonizers were two different kinds. Like the French colonizers were on the Haitian side. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spanish colonizers were on the DR side. Both had slaves. Both um, both um, dealt with crops and that whole system. But the reason why, uh, um, as far as like the land, why it looks so different, mm-hmm. it varies. Like like looking from outer space, it's much greener on the DR side mm-hmm. than the Haiti side. And the re and when you were talking about how it was considered the pearl and how they were gaining so much profits, it makes sense because they literally tilled the land. They forced, they worked slaves, enslaved people. Let me not say slaves because our people weren't slaves; they were enslaved. Mm-hmm. They worked our enslaved ancestors so hard to where the land eventually began to not be able to produce what it was. They worked it that hard. Yep. And it just goes to show, like, not only did they not care about the people, <laughs> but they didn't care about the land that, that they were inhabiting yeah, as well. There was no sense of, like, this is sacred, and which which is why a lot of indigenous Americans, right, mm-hmm. people from this land say, like, y'all don't have any respect for the land. The way that you treated it when you would plant the same crop mm-hmm. 10 years in a row. Mm-hmm. And even now, so there are studies coming out now about the land that we live on, mm-hmm. how a lot of our food lacks nutrients now because of how much that had been pulled out of that soil. Makes sense. From slave times. Makes sense. And so, you know, you eat a tomato here and it's not going to taste the same as somewhere where the land is still nutrient dense and actually gives the food what it's, it's supposed it's, to have. It's, it's layers to it. And it's funny how like when, like when we go overseas mm-hmm. and we like uh, experience, you know, their cuisine, their mm-hmm. culture. And it's like, wow, this food tastes so much, so rich, yeah. so much, so much richer. And you lose different. weight. And you're like, I'm eating more, and why have I dropped seven pounds? Because <laughs> you're eating good. And, and again, just to your point, the where the crops are being raised, how it's being raised, mm-hmm. uh, is making the difference. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that's that's a good point. So so a couple okay. things I want to lay out about Haiti mm-hmm. too. So we know that um, they became the world's first black-led republic in mm-hmm. um, 1804. Mm-hmm. But the French didn't recognize Haiti as a sovereign nation until the year of 1825, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, when they did finally recognize Haiti, the French came back and was like, hey, bro, cool, you can be a little nation or whatever, but you owe us mm-hmm. because our slave owners have lost land. They've lost property. <laughs> they've lost um, profits. Mm-hmm. They demanded 100 million francs in 1825 from Haiti. Uh, I would say guess how much that is in today's dollars, but I think it's hard given inflation. That is $21 billion in U.S. dollars today. It is. And and let me add that mm. Haiti spent the next century paying that debt off to the ha- French. Have they? Did they, did they finish the debt? Like, yes. Finally. I think, like, when we talk about... Um, colonialism uh even when we joke about it this is one of the prime examples of the uh, i want to say nerve i want to say unmitigated gall i want to say the caucasity really the caucasity Mm -hmm. of it all i don't really know if there's a word to describe that kind of um cruelty Mm. 
Because it's cruelty. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's economic. Cruel. It's physical. Like, it's, they're yeah. aware that by us setting in place um, these quote-unquote reparations mm-hmm. and this this pseudo um, um, payment system or demanding this kind of payment, like they know that they're crippling an entire nation. Mm-hmm. And they, they're showing that clearly we don't care about what potentially could happen to you all because we know that poverty is going to be rampant. Mm -hmm. We know that um, as a result of that poverty, crime is going to happen. We know that without money, then y'all don't even have the resources to give yourselves proper health care. Like there's so much, there's so, there's so much underdevelopment that, that, that is going to happen because of us putting this on y'all. It's like, they're totally aware of it. It's just like, "Mm, we don't care. Yeah. We, we don't care. We're, we're, we're really more concerned about the slave owners who probably came in with money, who just lost some money, who, who truth be told, probably went back to France and just lived in like another mansion, like something, you know, just I, now I have money coming in in perpetuity. Yeah. If, if I was, or if one of my ancestors was a slave owner owned a plantation, now I know that I have money coming from this now sovereign nation. And you're, you're a hundred percent right. One thing that you said that, that really struck me was that, it ensured mm-hmm. a sense of economic violence on that nation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a century. For a century. Like that, that's nuts. And even when you get from under that debt, mm-hmm. right? Think, think about us as like black people. We go to college and we take, take $50,000 out, right? Mm-hmm. And given you got your six-figure salary, it should be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But no, because our parents and our siblings didn't have opportunities, we have to reach back and help them. So I'm not putting as much on my debt now. Mm. And so it's taking me longer to even catch up with the classmates whose mamas and daddies could pay for their education. Mm-hmm. And, longer. And, and oh so my God. think about that on a national scale. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, like I've always, I've definitely always said this, like a lot of these European countries, when they've harmed people of color, black people, minorities, like mm-hmm. a lot of those tricks were taken from other people. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, we, again, we talked about this before, but how Hitler learned about ghettos from America. Right here, yep. Um, America has learned um, certain violent techniques from other countries. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not nothing, this is not nothing new. So, what I'm, so to your point, um, America has participated um, in it on a, on a smaller scale in terms of them allowing us to end to to end up in this endless debt Mm -hmm. like it's funny because it's like it's like black people in america are are in a sense the microcosm of what's happened in haiti in a sense to where it's like for you because you are you're existing and we no longer can rule over you we're going to impose some very strong um um rules and laws that will actually underdevelop you I love but you still need to pay this back. You still need to you I still need to act this. accordingly. Yep. I love where you're going with this because you are absolutely right in that they know that certain things affect us at an exponential rate. Exponentially. As, as other people. Exponentially. And so if I can keep you in debt and if I can tell you that success is having a big house and a crazy car and all mm-hmm. the, the shoes. So I'm going to keep you in debt, which means you got to keep going back to that job. Wage slavery is a thing. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that when the pandemic hit. Like, we know that wage slavery is actually a thing. Yeah. And so if we can keep you 
in this constant loop of, Mm -hmm. you know, get debt to buy things that we told you meant success, Mm -hmm. keep that job. Um, so that you can buy more shit mm-hmm. and, and we just keep going and a lot of us die penniless with nothing to pass on. And we raising the prices of shit. Without raising and again, nobody check. The, the raising of these <laughs> prices doesn't really consider where you all are. Mm-hmm. If the majority of black people in America are working at minimum wage yet inflation is uh, 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 I guess is accounting according to what people can buy which people are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Who are you talking about? When you when you feel like too much money is being spent, yeah, it ain't us. Because well, we ain't got it. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't us. <laughs> we ain't got it. Okay, but let me let me refocus. So speaking of America and their part in regards to Haiti, mm-hmm. I always thought this was interesting. So we're gonna fast forward a little bit um, um, to two thousand four. Okay, when Haiti had their first democratically elected leader, okay. and then. France and the U.S. decided to send a coup, mm-hmm. decided to oust him. And the thing about it, when I when I was like just le- looking and reading reading up on it, uh, the guy who uh, who was interviewed, uh, who was interviewed, who, who who gave the New York Times a lot of information, like he let them know, like the prime reason for this was because that leader was going to ask for reparations. That leader. Uh, was going to say, hey, France, y'all owe us. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why the fuck the U.S. even had to be involved in that. Truth be told, I'm not even sure why, but they were. We involved in a lot of shit we not supposed to be I in. Mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess France, was like, France was like, well, shit, they're on y'all side of mm-hmm. the Americas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on y'all side of the hemisphere. And so you I guess, call yourselves an ally of ours, yeah, so, so what's we up? Need, yeah, mm-hmm. we, 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 need to, we need those resources. Yeah. Didn't really need them, but... Yeah. And I, I, I always thought... And that was under... 2004 was under, it was George W. Bush was the president at the time. Mm, the one who made the mistake of. The one who, who made the mistake of of, of, of of saying Iraq instead of Ukraine. Yeah, when talking about invading a nation. When talking that, about invading a nation. Like with no. Just know y'all, y'all have to see that, that Freudian slip, that slip when Bush was talking about how one man can make a decision to invade an entire country. That's, that's my that's best good. Bush. That was pretty that's my good. best Bush yeah. impersonation. That was pretty good. One man yeah. decided to 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 go to Iraq. I mean, <laughs> Iraq. I mean, uh, uh, seventy five <laughs> Ukraine actually. Nigga. Shout out, shout out to my boy Anthony for sending me that clip because that was <laughs> shout out Tony. Appreciate that because like, I, I heard about it, but seeing it. Sealed the anger. <laughs> like this is some bull trash. shit. Just trash. So, um, so this is another thing I want to point out. This is large scale extortion. This is crime mafia shit mm-hmm. extortion. What France did. France pulled after 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 they got kicked out of Haiti. France came back mm-hmm. with ships and said, "Y'all owe us money." You get yeah. had warships on the outside in Haiti, and, and, have it. and that's right. It was it was military threats that made Haiti say, "You know what? All right, I'm gonna give you a little hundred million francs." Right? They they had just they had just fought for their freedom, right? So they're trying to establish like a government of their own and can you imagine like you're sitting on the shore catching a fish for dinner yeah and you see warships, warships coming your coming. way and they had the and they had the nerve to say you know what because y'all agreed to this we'll 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 accept y'all as a nation you know what it makes me think it makes me think this these colonizing 
um, racist, nationalistic countries really don't care about names. Like, they don't really care about titles. It makes me think about, like, yeah, y'all owe us 100, but it's cool. We'll call it, we'll, we'll recognize y'all as a nation. It's kind of like a little, like a little, like a, like kind of like a backhanded, mm-hmm. like a backhanded, not compliment, but like a backhanded, we'll, we'll toss you this little bone. It makes me think about how the fact that most Martin Luther King, like most streets that are named after Martin Luther King are in hoods and ghettos. Like, and they cut off at a certain point. And they cut off at a certain <laughs> point. The places that y'all have, have, have redlined mm-hmm. and, and, and allowed allow drugs and poverty and all kind of bullshit to run rampant it's cool because we're gonna let y'all name it yeah we'll give you a little street we'll give you a whatever. namesake yeah and that's exactly what they did with haiti like oh yeah we'll, we'll still recognize y'all as as, as barack that. obama got a street in california in la and it's all but this big like i that so it ain't even that big yeah so it's there are so many layers of disrespect <laughs> there are so many layers of disrespect to to to, to the entire history of haiti so my last point mm-hmm. to this is this that Haiti? We love you, and we are here for you. We 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 feel for you. Y'all are our people. Yeah. And and if if there was a way that us, the black folks here in America, could come together, and once we free ourselves, just know that once we free ourselves, we coming for Haiti. Yeah. I and I and I love to see what's going on in Haiti, and just them getting the recognition for how they have been abused by these superpowers for years. But I also love what's going on in Jamaica, right? Like Jamaica is Jamaica. pushing back like, bitch, you're not about to run our place no more. No. And matter of fact, I think you owe us some money. <laughs> I think, but, I think, I'm my chain, my pocket filling Now that's reverse racism. <laughs> if you want to call anything reverse. So I, I love that these nations are standing up. And what, what I will, I'll say to black Americans in particular, mm. because we know this place is no longer safe for us. It, mm. it, it's never really been safe, but mm. we are being hunted in grocery stores now. Mm. Like, yeah. period. We are being hunted in grocery well. stores. And I know there is a big black sit movement going on. A lot of us are going to Mexico. We got Costa Rica. Portugal is on the list. Mm-hmm. Start looking at some of these black sovereign nations, mm-hmm. especially if you are a well-to-do, like skilled, mm-hmm. you know, person who wants to go in and and be helpful and mm-hmm. be useful to society. Start looking there yeah. because I get it. Like America, this is our country. This is all we've ever known. Yeah. This is all we've ever known. But if it no, if it gets to the point like where we're no longer safe, mm. why not take mm. your talents? Why not take your resources to a place that could actually use us mm. and we could be of use to rebuild something that is for us, by us, Man. fought to be, you know, a, an independent space where we can be safe and we can genuinely like, you know, live in our culture. And so I I would, and if you've never been to Haiti, go. I love Haiti. I've been three times now. Shout out to my boy, Jimmy. Like his family is part of the Toussaint family. Mm. his people. Um, But he was the one who showed me the beauty of that country and the beauty of the culture there. Like, I still haven't been to DR because a lot of my friends are Haitian. (laughs) And so they're like, easy. But... But, you know, take That's a trip, the, right? Like, mm. go to Jamaica, go to the Bahamas, go, you know, to, to these places where we know uh, that we will be more accepted. And if push comes to shove, we can also be of use and we can be of service. I, Whenever I go to Jamaica, 
I always try to go to the non-touristy parts. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I know people are like, oh, that's dangerous. Get you some drum pan chicken out the but street. But no, fam, yeah. like, the, the, the last time I went, we were at a resort, and and further down the beach, there were, like, literally, I wouldn't call them encampments, but mm-hmm. they were, like, like homes that they created. They, they built up themselves right there. And I went there, and I spent a lot of money. We mm. bought weed. We bought mm-hmm. food. We bought everything from them. Man, fire out there, too. But I, I told him he was like he was like people. Most people don't. I mean, what's my Jamaican accent? Mo- no, I can't do it. No, I said, let's hear it. Can't, mm, <laughs> brother, brother. Most people. Come on, man. Okay. That's as far as I can go. But he was basically saying that like most people just don't come that far mm-hmm. because they are scared. And I was just like, well, fam, I'm from Oak Cliff. I'm from. <laughs> He's like, he didn't know what Oak Cliff was. Yeah. But I was like, no, we we don't do that. Like we're not scared of our people. Yeah. Shout out to Dom Kennedy. He got this little verse where he talks about. This, this, but he talks about that we just can't be scared of our own people. I like it. It's one of my favorite Dom Kennedy tracks. We're gonna put it, it in the in the the link. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I yeah. haven't heard it, so you gotta send it's it to my, me too. My favorite tracks by him. Man, so so let's talk about this Black Panther who recently got his freedom. Free my brother till he till it free my brother till it's backwards. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Till my brother's free. Yes. So, yes, I so he was um, involved in an incident that a lot of us know about um, where state troopers were shot. Um, a lot of us know because Asada Shakur was mm-hmm. present that night. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that Asada was arrested. I, I, well, she she was pregnant at the time. I think when she got arrested, she mm-hmm. had her baby. Um, and she escaped from prison. She got the hell out of there. Went shout to Cuba. Out. Shout out to mm-hmm. Sada. She went to Cuba, um, sought asylum there. She had been granted um, asylum in Cuba. But crazy enough, Asada Shakur is still on the FBI's most wanted list. And she has a $2 million bounty on her head. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Um, I went to Cuba. I looked for Asada. Wouldn't nobody tell me where she was because I just wanted to That's lay eyes on her. That's what I'm talking about. Like, That's what I'm talking about. I was in Havana like, Protect where Asada. is she? <laughs> and everybody was like, well, no. So she may have walked right past me and I wouldn't I wouldn't have known it. But I love the fact that she is living her life. This story, though, is not about Asada, but she was there. Mm-hmm. So her her Black Panther brother, they were part of the Black Panther Party and also the Black Liberation Army, I mm-hmm. believe is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, this was back in 1973, I mm-hmm. believe, when this happened, mm-hmm. uh, where a couple of state troopers got shot. Mm-hmm. Their car was pulled over, so mm-hmm. they did not initiate the engagement. This encounter. Yes. Yep. Their car was pulled over. Shit went down. And if you read another thing that we will put in the bio, guys, is Asada's um, autobiography. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic read. And she actually talks about that night and tells us and what how went, it down. went down. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we know. We know the truth. We know, we know, the, know truth. the truth. Right. So. I think it was, yeah, 1973, actually. And mm-hmm. so once the car was stopped, New Jersey Turnpike, um, they got stopped for a broken taillight. Some words were exchanged. Something went down. Um, a couple state troopers got shot. One mm-hmm. died. The other was wounded. He, mm-hmm. he didn't die. So 
this man, he goes by the name, and please, y'all, forgive me. His given name is Clark Edward Squire. That mm-hmm. is the name his mama gave him. But he changed his name to... His mama <laughs> called him Clark, so I'm going to call him Clark. I just had to do that line. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, his, his, his black... Or his, I guess his, you know... His, 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 his chosen name His chosen for name. His non-Europeanized, non-colon... No, I was just like... <laughs> Sundiata. Sundiata Co- Coley. Co- yes, a Coley. Right. So I'm glad I got that right. Mm. Sundiata is yeah. how he says this. Okay. Love that. So he is being released after 49 years. <sighs> 49 years. Can I add some more numbers to that mm-hmm. part? So first of all, he was eligible for parole 29 years yep. ago. Mm-hmm. He was already eligible for parole. Um, not even, not even just that, but he was considered, um, Basically, like even up until his release, an exemplary prisoner. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that even goes together. Exemplary Walking prisoner. Walking straight line. I don't yeah, know. but but the point was 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 that he had developed relationships with everyone, and everyone could vouch that he was a good man. Wasn't he like the president of? Some group in there, like to help people. He had like read like mil- like hundreds of books, maybe thousands. Well, the brother took over. I think he, I think it was said that he took over one hundred and twenty courses. Oh yes. So while he was in there, the books he read, the courses. He became the president of like this group that helps um you know folks get their education and like really develop. I what? So <laughs> again. <laughs> And and still, every time he went up against the parole board, they, they denied him. Mm-hmm. They denied him multiple times for years. The brother, the brother has been about liberation since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And even when he was incarcerated, he still was about it. It's just interesting how, when it, he's an example of when we talk about um, the complexion for the protection. When we talk about um, the bravery of Americans and we talk about Sorry. how we have to fight for what is right and and and, and just all that mojo, all the that, bullshit, all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's like we have people who are literally a part of organizations or even standing alone who have fought to make the lives better of people in this country. Mm-hmm. Sadly. The people that he's the lives that he that he, that he was fighting to make better just didn't look like they weren't white. Yeah, they 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 weren't considered lives that were worth protecting or worth making better. And so I I hundred percent agree. Like his work was not desirable work because the people he was protecting were not desirable people for this country. And this and and when we we talk about this is another thing when I was researching. Um, uh, makes me think about Malcolm X and how he talked when he was incarcerated. He talked about how the dictionary defines how certain things define certain things a certain kind of way. I went to Wikipedia to see how did they see the Black Liberation mm-hmm. Army, mm-hmm. and so they defined them as a far left Black nationalist underground Black revolutionary terrorist. Who wonder group. who wrote that article terrorist on Wikipedia group. Y'all be careful with Wikipedia. Yeah, we gotta be careful with Wikipedia. We just, just let you know, like, don't get me wrong. Wikipedia got some valid information. Sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but anyone can edit, anyone can write. And so depending on your lens, mm-hmm. you get things like that. And so I went to research how did Black Liberation Army 
members, BLA members, mm-hmm. how did they define it? And mm-hmm. they defined it as we are an anti-capitalist, anti-imperialist, anti-racist, and anti-sexist group. Sounds like I'm part of the Black Liberation Army. Uh, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, we are Black Liberation Army members. Now, look, if we end up on some type of government list, y'all, where, <sighs> you know, because we just said what we said, just know that um, I want all the music at my funeral. Yes. Um, Like, make that shit loud. Make it loud. And actually make, yeah, smoke. Make it loud, loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, you see what I just did there? That <laughs> I was like good. That. that was good. That was good. Double entendre there. That I. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I actually think based on that definition that they were for exactly what I am for because mm-hmm. we see what capitalism is doing in this country right now. Mm-hmm. Like it is eating itself to the point where the middle class is disappearing under gas prices and mm-hmm. rent that's about to be $2,000. For a single unit. Wow, the shit. It, but what would they say by by August in America, two thousand dollars? That is the wildest shit. It, it it's uh it's it's one of those things where it's like there look let me say this. Um the Black Liberation Army, they were accused of of killing police. They were accused of bombings, they were accused of acts of actions um that's what they were accused of mm-hmm. um i think it's very interesting like instead like when they saw these when they saw the black liberation army or groups that were similar to it, their their immediate response to them was to stop it and it's like do y'all not realize that a lot of these groups specifically that group like the same way that America created a Kyle Rittenhouse, America mm. also created groups that needed to respond. Mm-hmm. And now understand, like the two, the two are totally different sides. One side is trying to push uh, an agenda of not being replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we <laughs> um, talked about that last week. From, the from great fears replacement. Yeah. that are literally based off ignorance. Mm-hmm. And then one group was created off of sheer fear yeah. alone just fear alone legitimate fear from the police again we talking about the 70s we talking about a period of time where there were no cameras there were no there there were no uh police mm-hmm. um uh we're talking about not situations in which we could actually go and say hey the police beat my brother the police shot my brother my mm-hmm. sister mm-hmm. we these are not these situations we these are situations in which the police were instrumental in the harm yeah. and violence towards our communities. So naturally, we develop a response, the Black Panthers, amongst other groups, mm-hmm. because the government wasn't helping us. That's it. All of these groups, like, if I can just sum all this up, my part, if I can sum up my part, the Black Liberation Army, a lot, Black Panthers, uh, NAACP, um, and I'm not grouping them together to say that they were all equal in that sense because they, that's they, a different yeah, conversation. They had different ways but, of doing things. Mm-hmm. But my point was, a lot of these groups were created because the government lacked. They filled in the holes and the gaps. There would be no need for a Black Liberation Army if the police were not killing us. There wouldn't be a need for it. But they don't see it like that. You know what that made me just think of, though, mm-hmm. is the current day we live in. 
And I mean, we're about to get to the topic of congressional fuckery, right? Mm, well, perfect the, transition. <laughs> but but I but I wanna I wanna double back on what you just said because not only are black people been aware that been aware. this government didn't give a shit about us, we which is why we've always had a certain kinship. Like I was telling a friend a story the other day about how there was a homeless black man in California, in Los Angeles, right up the street from my, mm-hmm, my grandmother's mm-hmm. house. I was there visiting. Mm-hmm. This man came and knocked on my grandmother's door and said, hey, I know y'all don't know me, but I always see the sweet old lady, like, mm-hmm. you know, coming back and forth, just wondering if I can get something to eat. Mm-hmm. My sister, I was like working. My sister mm-hmm. answers the door. My sister goes and tells my grandmother, hey, Gramps, we call her Gramps. Um, there's a man at the door. He's hungry. Mm-hmm. Without thinking, my grandmother says, go in there and make him a couple sandwiches, get him a bag of chips mm-hmm. and a couple drinks. And I thought to myself, we've always been good at filling in the gaps. We have been. Like, and I, I remember watching this this interaction mm-hmm. play out and being very proud, number one, that I come from women like that. Right. right? Because I hope that, that someday I can be of use to someone, even in a small way. Mm-hmm. Like, she made him a sandwich for that moment mm-hmm. and packed him one to go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, which, which was amazing. But he also knew that, like, that... That lady right there is going to make sure I have something in my stomach. She may not have no money to give me. You know, she may not be able to take me in, but she can give me something right now. And I think that our kinship has always come from us having to care for one another because the institution that we pay into has never cared for us. But what I want to kind of end my part with is it's not just black people now who are realizing that Mm. these people don't care about us. Well, so if you thought the black Panthers and the black liberation army were something mm -hmm. poor white people are catching on Mm -hmm. brown people are catching on Mm -hmm. anyone who is not a cisgender white Protestant Christian male. Yeah. Is catching on that y'all don't give a shit. We saw it this week when they failed to put anything in place to ban assault rifles and the people who can get them. Y'all don't care. And so if you think those two groups were interesting to pop up, Mm. imagine if the bottom 95% of us say, fuck y'all, we're done. Man, that's the the thing about it is just, just, just to your point, we had two weeks, one week after, after the other, like Mm -hmm. the largest minority groups are black and Hispanic Mm -hmm. and Hispanic. Latin X here in America, mm-hmm. and we had two groups that were attacked. Yep. One week after the other, using assault rifles. AR-15s, I believe both of them were. Well, that's that's all. That's the, I, and nothing was done. Nothing. Oh, no, they, nothing will these be done. Went on recess. Nothing <laughs> will be done. They at the house getting ready to barbecue Monday. All right, y'all. Which leads us to our <sighs> next topic. Mm-hmm. Our next topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Congress failed to pass a domestic terrorist act uh, or the domestic terrorist act. Yeah. Um, So just point out a few facts. Mm -hmm. No Republicans voted for it. No Republicans supported it. Um, Also want to point out that a filibuster, the filibuster, had it not been present, it would have actually Say passed. That. Say that. It yep. would have actually passed. Which we've if there been was calling no, for for years. No filibuster. Yep. No. It, 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 it requires a supermajority. Um, one quote. Let me just do one quote. Um, 
Republicans, this quote, Republicans who opposed the bill argued that it presented a slippery slope to potentially invasive sur- surveillance of political organizations. Not with the Patriot Act. I know we're not talking about nobody's surveillance. I wasn't even going to go there. But. Not, no, they didn't. <laughs> I, but you see, like, you pulled out some fuckery that I wasn't even thinking about concerning that quote. So the fuckery that I was going to refer to, no, 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 no. Go into the go go into which part you were talking about. I'll, I'll tell you my part of that. I'm quote just saying the goddamn gall to talk about surveillance. <laughs> there are issues with surveillance. They feel like it would it would cause surveillance into these. So, the the reason I even said I made the statement that I just made about what I want my funeral to look like if I look <laughs> if I if I happen to come up missing. Because I, y'all know what I stand for. Anybody who knows me knows what I'm about. Yeah. And so if something just happens to happen to one yeah. of us, yeah. I want to make sure my wishes, I got a, a living trust in there right now that states my wishes. Really? I did that because I know that once you start making enough noise, mm-hmm. you will be surveilled. And, and I have made the conscious decision that this is something I am literally willing to lay my life down for. Like I, I have made That's that real. decision. And so... To hear them say that there's a slippery slope of surveilling po- political parties. Well, what? We already have it so that you can listen yeah. and read anything you want to if you believe it to be a threat mm-hmm. to this country. Mm. That's crazy to me. I I definitely... I, I can hear that quote. I'm glad you read that. Man, I, I got me... Well, it might be the liquor, but I'm I'm heated now. It's kind of, that's why, that's why it's, okay, so for me, this is what it did for me. So in my mind, what it what it meant for me was, um, I didn't think about the Patriot Act, but what I thought about was this: what y'all are scared of is that if y'all really do surveillance, um, if y'all really start to focus in and hone in on these white supremacist organizations, mm-hmm. what are you going to find? Ties directly into these political act, these Republican, these right-leaning Republican political action committees, churches. these organizations, mm-hmm. these churches, mm-hmm. these, these folks who are, these folks who are, and this, this, we are coming off, we are coming off, let's be clear, we're coming off a scandal right now involving Jenny Thomas, the wife of the Supreme Court, and how she directly, <laughs> directly <laughs> paid for, funded, organizations and people and uh deplorables because first of all she wouldn't even be sitting in a room with half the folks that she hired mm-hmm. to be there so my point so my point is this to that quote y'all are worried that the mask will come off that a lot of these organizations that y'all stand by that y'all get money from hell i wouldn't be surprised if chick-fil-a is on that list you know, Chick-fil-A uh, is mediocre at best. Can we talk? Like, okay, we'll I, take a moment. It's not that good. It's well, like it's like telling me R. Kelly's catalog is better than Babyface's. Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? What? No. I, I'll take Golden Chick any day. I'm I in in, in <sighs> raising canes. Hell. Okay, I don't know if I'll agree with that. <laughs> I've never disagreed with you, but I might disagree with that point. Chick-fil-A my, is my, mediocre my, for them to point. be running around talking about they don't support the LGBT community no, no, and no, we no, closed on Sundays. Don't get me wrong. Get out of here. They are full of shit, for sure. But my point is, I, that that's what that quote made me think about. So, 
Well, now next week we got to add the Chick Fil A discussion we on here because I'm Chick-fil-A. interested in your thoughts there. Well, that's mediocre be, at best. That's a at we'll, best. We'll, the sauce is cool. We'll table this. We'll table that discussion. <laughs> the sauce is all we'll right. Um, but yeah, so I just think that it's interesting that when we're talking about the domestic terrorist act, we've been we've been trying to work on the anti lynching bill. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, George Floyd finally got his bill. George the, Floyd the finally policing reform bill. Mm-hmm. Um. They can they they blocked a bunch of shit, a, a bunch, bunch of things shit. that would be helpful to Americans. But they did though, um, okay, a spending bill for Ukraine. We talked about that a little bit of that last week, mm-hmm. and how um, that just in that move in itself was interesting. Um, um. Yeah, I, I can reiterate my thoughts, but again, um, we have a heart for everybody who's in a situation like what's going on in Ukraine. And I want to also correct myself because of a statement I made. I was like, they're dealing with warfare, and you know, we our sympathies are, and our sympathies still are with those people. Mm-hmm. But personally, here I didn't mention this, and I should have said this, but black people in general have been dealing with a pseudo war. A proxy war right here in America. Yeah. Not even just proxy. Actually, it's been very direct. It's, yeah. Very direct. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been we we've been experiencing it as well. The thing about it is, it just kind of goes to show the priorities of of our government. Yeah. And it's like y'all can't y'all not only will not distribute aid directly to people here because again y'all fought hard as fuck just to even give us some checks. That's a different conversation. But oh, only to get it right back, to claw it all back and mm, yeah. Anti lynching bill, this domestic terrorist act, and it's like, what do y'all not want? What what is it? Uh gun reform? Mm-hmm. Like and that's we're gonna talk about that when we get to, to, to the next topic. But all these things have happened and it's very, very it's very much so clear that y'all have no intention of stopping the terrorism that's happening and it might be because that terrorism is happening to people of color potentially mm-hmm. maybe it's just not harming y'all enough sandy hook was a predominantly white elementary and that's when that's when we knew and and the thing about it was hopefully it opens y'all's eyes to show that you know what i, I might go on a limb when i said i might correct myself next show but it's not about color with them it is really about the money it is it is about the money. They have tricked poor white people into believing that they are better than us because they are white. Mm. And and so I think that that's a big and but but poor white people are waking up. That that's what I love to see is that they're realizing. Wait a minute. They they sowed these seeds of racism mm-hmm. to make us feel like well you are just not a millionaire because the niggas keep coming to take your jobs exactly. or the immigrants keep or you taking know what, jobs like yeah. they, they, it's it's a, it's a, a, a it's been a deflection. Mm-hmm. It's been a deflection. As we're taking money out of your pocket, we are going to redirect your anger mm-hmm. at the people that we told you you shouldn't like. Right. And so, but 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 the poor whites, mm-hmm. a certain faction of them, and I only know because I tend to keep a pulse mm-hmm. on what they're posting. They're waking up to it and realizing that, like, yeah, a little, some of it is about color. If all of us were on the same economic playing field, mm-hmm. it would all be about color. Right. But because we're not, a lot of it is about socioeconomic status. Mm. A lot of it is about which class mm. you fall into. And they know, like, 
the only way we really keep these poor white folks from rising up against stuff is against us is by if, telling them by telling them that your 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 anger yep. your your issues your problems have to do not with us, mm-hmm. not with your leaders, not with, the, not mm-hmm. with us. It has to do with people outside of you, the people that you see coming in, mm-hmm. the people you don't culturally connect with mm-hmm. or identify with. And as a matter of fact, we want to keep that disconnect mm-hmm. going because that's one of the benefits of segregation for them. Uh, a part of the reason why they wanted things to be segregated is because they didn't want them to relate to us and realize that as people who live in the same community, we have more alike than we have mm-hmm different if, if they're if you, separate i can push that bullshit propaganda exactly and, yeah. and, and y'all will never know mm-hmm. the thing about it is we talk about like that rock that 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 change in ideology that change in thought white people for sure white women have consistently voted against their interests they have consistently supported uh individuals politicians mm-hmm. who who directly go against their rights mm-hmm. directly mm-hmm. They're they're seeing it now though with the abortion stuff. Oh yeah. They, oh, yeah. Oh, all of a sudden they woke up and we're like we've oh, been yeah. telling y'all this for years. We've been we've been telling y'all this for years. Yep. And the thing about it is we think about the poorest areas um, for white people: mm-hmm. West Virginia, Kentucky. Can, let me just stop at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell is the leading Republican. <laughs> He's mm. the one of the leading Republicans, and his state is one of the poorest for whites. When will y'all realize? Some of y'all are realizing, but the rest of y'all are gonna wake up eventually. Yeah. Eventually. If y'all don't, then I mean, Godspeed. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what to tell y'all you. Y'all keep voting that direction. Yeah. Y'all keep supporting I, that. I love that for you as black people. You know, say, hey, yeah. you know what? And let's be clear here. <laughs> couldn't be me. Couldn't be us. <laughs> let's be clear here. We don't have a side. We don't choose Democratic or Republican. We are not on either side I, in that. So let's be clear here. We're not we're not we're not shitting on them and then being like, but we're gonna support the Democrats. No. So so <laughs> y'all, I'm a like one of our personal conversations, this had to be years ago, mm-hmm. GS, where you said something that really changed my thoughts about how black people vote. And I don't know if you remember this statement, mm-hmm. but you talked about how if we band together and as a community listed our demands and took it to either party mm-hmm. and said, who, who, whoever can deliver on mm-hmm. this. So I, can you walk them through like your thought process? Because I thought that was a really interesting theory. All right. So this is my this is what I think um, should happen and again. I am speaking from a, as a person who comes from a marginalized uh, minority mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this. I believe that if we're going to be a part of the political system, if we're going to choose to vote, if we're going to choose to be active in it. I have friends of mine who say fuck voting mm-hmm. and don't even just just completely, you know, just leave it all. Let, let them leave it, leave them to their vices. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't 100 percent agree with that. I don't. Okay. So I'm, I say this. I say that if we can look within our communities, our local, state, even national needs, mm-hmm. and come up with a list of of things that we need to happen, like right now, okay. like we need to happen, we take them to whichever leader, no matter what side, red, blue, green, and whoever lines up, that's who we put our support behind. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's that's it's really that it's really that simple. I love that. We put our support behind the person who 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 because you'd be told let's, let's also be clear here. We not like in you no know, romanticized view of politics to where we like you know, automatically expect people to make things happen just because, you know, we know that people are going to tell us 
um, are going to agree with what we want, this and that. But it's one of those things to where we have to set the ball rolling now. Yeah. We have we have to set that ball up. So let's say even if we list our ten things that we want, we list them, and we say, hey, this person. Let's say it rely. It, it ends. It ends up falling. With a Democrat. Mm -hmm. A Democrat is the person, this Democratic leader is the person that lines up with us. If that Democratic leader doesn't fall through, then guess what? We have now, uh, we have now figured out who's with us and who's against us. And and, and also, we'll, we'll, because the thing is, this is what I think our people, just in general, what, what I feel like should happen. We don't have a list of, of, of allies we don't have a list of people who really are supporters mm -hmm. of ours. We don't we don't have like a consistent list. Yeah. And I think that we can start to put people on that list one side or it the other them. as time yeah. as time goes on. Mm -hmm. So we supported you, you didn't come through. Who's all connected to you? We're not fucking with them mm -hmm. either no more. We're yeah. not we're not fucking with them either no more. And and if a person comes up and let's say another person comes up and he's a Democrat and he's oh yeah, I, I agree as well. I'm not gonna do like the little other guy. Well, we're gonna look at you and see are you still getting money from these same groups that mm -hmm. the other person got? It's a whole process. But generally speaking, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I love that. And I and I, I do think you bringing up the money piece, who is funding your campaigns, that's a big deal. And we will get into that in a minute when it comes to the, the shooting that happened here in Texas. But I I love that because I think for so long the Democrats have used the black vote. They only really start pandering to us when it gets, you know, time mm -hmm. for, you know, midterm or a primary or something like mm -hmm, that. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden they start coming in the community and we oh, want to hear what you, oh, you know, you have to say. And so they have taken our vote for granted. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it's crazy. Like my, my mom used to call me um, a liberal conservative. Because I did have certain, when, and I still do, like, there are certain things that I, you can call me a socialist if you want. I am willing to pay my taxes so that everybody can have health care, so that our kids can have good schools to go to, so that our infrastructure is working in the way that it's supposed to, so right. that my grandparents, once they retire, do not have to work. And, right. like, our money has funded their retirement. I'm here for all of that. But I also believe that, you know, certain things are wasteful when it comes to government spending. I look wasteful at our budget. And, and so when it Hell, comes to... Hell, you look at the city budget. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, when I look at... I think it was you that told me um, a certain... Per, a, a, the majority percentage of the COVID money in Los Angeles got went to LAPD. Yes. That's crazy. Proven. That That's nuts. So, so there are certain things I'm more conservative on. And for me, it's about reducing waste and putting that money into programs that actually help. And, and truth be told, that's not like conservative, political conservative it's ideology. Financial. It's just literally yes. just conservative in a sense to where we just need to spend our money better. It, it's a, yes. I'm like socially. I'm, I'm liberal all the way. Actually, I'm socialist all the way. Like, yeah. so for social programs, I am a socialist hundred mm -hmm. percent. Like Bernie, that's my guy. Yeah. Agree with most of what he says. When it comes to the way we handle money in this country, it is incredibly wasteful. And so I have become more conservative about wh why are we spending $700 billion on the military? What are we doing? Like, when right. our kids don't have books. When, when, I don't know about you, but the schools I went to, we had to share books. Okay, we wasn't that poor. Let me not... <laughs> I, I couldn't even, I couldn't, some books I couldn't even take home because, oh, so-and-so's night to take it home. 
Now in Dallas ISD, first of all, let me give them. You know, we we at least had enough books for everybody. Mm-mm. Were they new books? No, nah. it was overcrowding. That was part of the problem. Mm, yeah, were they new books? Were they updated? Were they the best? No, but no. Nah. Yeah. So, so anyway, rap- Congress is trash. Um, per the use. Yeah. So wrapping up. Um, them failing to do something that is blatantly in their face they're not doing anything about it so now let's let's so now that helps us transition to the next thing yeah um our last topic um what happened in south texas yeah uvalde Um, texas um that where where were you when you got the news uh, I was at home and I got like a message. I got like a New York Times. Oh no, it was it wasn't New York Times. It was like a, a Twitter. It was like a, a it was like a tweet mm-hmm. that came across and it was just like an active shooter. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, with the rate that America has mass shootings, mm-hmm. why did I get this one? Mm-hmm. I was like, it, they happen too it, often. Yeah, and, you know, it here. must be something. Big. It must be something. Yeah. Big. And so I clicked on it and that's when I saw that it was an active shooting at the time. I think they had like 10 to 13 dead okay. that they knew of. Yeah. I was, um, I was actually yeah, leaving, um, I was leaving the gym. I mm-hmm. went to work out and saw a friend and we were talking and, um, as I was leaving, I got in my car and I looked at my phone and was just like, kind of like you, like, why would they push this one? Mm-hmm. Because we know that, like, I mean, we almost have a shooting every day in this country, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the, I knew there had to be something, had to be something. about this one. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw elementary school, that's what made me, like, mm-hmm. kind of go in and say, okay, let me let me actually read about this and see what was going on. And so, you know, of course, and we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Like, I hadn't even processed the Buffalo thing. Like, I knew no, I had I'm an still emotional. Process, I'm still processing yeah. the Buffalo thing. I, to the, Buffalo, I think when we talked about it on the show last week, it finally hit me because I was saying these things out loud. Mm -hmm. And like I did get a little emotional because for me, it brought up the PTSD of the Charleston Mm Nine. Like it was it was so similar. It's still painful. Like that's still. Yeah. I like I remember 2015 sitting in my apartment and crying for days because I couldn't believe that. In 2015, we would see something like this happen. So when I when I saw this, I was like, "Damn, I I haven't even processed Buffalo yet. Like yeah. I hadn't even really let that hit my heart." Yeah. And come to find out, these are these are babies. And what I started thinking about was my sisters who sent my nieces and nephews to school that day, and mm. those parents who sent their kids to school, only to find out that you know their their children had been taken. I'm not mm. going to even say lost. Their children had been taken yeah. from them. And in this violent act. And then a friend of mine, LaToya, um, shout out to LaToya. She's the editor at, at Dallas Weekly. And so mm-hmm. I know they're about to run a story here. But um, she had sent me a message saying, hey, did you also hear that he killed his grandmother before he went to. He shot her. I think she's still alive. Oh, OK. So yeah. he didn't kill her. OK, yeah. so he shot I think... her. And. I, I don't know if she's getting this from like the Dallas Weekly context, mm-hmm. but this hadn't even come out yet. Oh, so when okay, she okay, said okay. that to me, I was like, no, I didn't hear that. And that took me back to Sandy Hook mm-hmm. when that boy shot his mother mm-hmm. before he went to the school to shoot up the school. And I was like, oh, my God, this like this is a lot. And so as information comes out, 
there's so many interesting aspects and I hate so to many. say interesting because they're sad. Yeah. It's not it's not even intriguing. It is heartbreaking. Yeah. When as the details of this story come out. I had someone who I talked to about it. Um and we we kind of discussed like what what why why does this keep happening? Mm-hmm. Like why why does this keep happening? It's like one side is saying gun control, one side is saying mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because it made me think about like how conservatives can think about mental health and how situations can make you mentally unstable, leading to you to make certain decisions. But they don't really take into account how certain decisions are made that lead to this, that lead to these acts. Mm -hmm. Like, fam, if if y'all can if y'all can understand, if y'all can understand that this is a mental health issue, like that this is that this is that, then why isn't more work being done? Mm. Why are y'all why are y'all not it's one of those things where it's like y'all have seen all the violence, all the incarceration, that all the bullshit that's happening happened in our communities. Yeah. And the thing about it is, if y'all would have seen that as like a red, like as like a red flag, and seen like what's going on, and if y'all would have implemented certain things to say that hey, this is a, a large part of our population, they're experiencing these things, mm-hmm. then y'all would have had things set up for your own populations, for every population. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But you gotta care. But you have to care. You, even if you know, you got to care enough to say, hey, we need to do something about this. Exactly. exactly. And I, I genuinely don't think they care. I don't. I, 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 you know what? It's not that I don't think that they care. I just think that money just means more to them. Money just means more. So when you ask why this keeps happening, I think the answer is money. So yeah, ran across that post um, and it it laid out some of our politicians and how much money they have taken and received from the NRA. And did you see they whack ass, sad ass statement that they put out? I did. I'm now, it makes me think about these, these <laughs> hold on now. I got some tweets. I got oh, some, we got tweets of the week. Tweets of the week. Okay. A few tweets. Thank you. I got a few, I got a few tweets. Okay. Um, so, so pull those up and I'm going to, I'm going to read out some of our, representatives Mm -hmm. and i i say that um yeah (laughs) representatives go ahead talk about it okay you want me to do my part first i can i can i can i can i can i I got it right go ahead go ahead ahead. so so when it comes to you know gun lobbyists uh senator mitt romney has taken over 13.6 million Dollars and he had a statement that talked about grief overwhelming his soul. I don't know which soul he is um, referring to. Wait, wait, which which politician was this again? This was Mitt Romney. And mm-hmm. how much did he take? Mittens. Um, six. I'm sorry. Thirteen point over thirteen point six million. And this is over years. His this, yes. Okay. So you know he talked about you know grief overwhelming his soul and he's offering praying prayers and condolences. Um, we must find answers is what he says. Then Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. he's horrified and heartbroken by the reports of disgusting violence. <laughs> mm. He took over $1.2 million. Oh, okay. You got Ted Cruz. Uh-huh. Teddy. Teddy. Teddy Cancun Cruz. Cancun Cruz. <laughs> um, 
who I mean, honestly, he got the short end of the stick. This fool only got three hundred million. Yeah, like the way three, you mean three hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, the the way like you know that you are pandering out here. I would expect you to have the most. But he said, um, his wife and um, his wife and him are fervently lifting up the prayers mm. um, for the for the children and the families. You know, he said they're in close contact. I'm surprised he wasn't in Mexico somewhere. Anyway, mm. Joni Ernst, um, mm. a senator, said a senseless, horrendous act of evil. My heart is with all those in Texas right now. She has received over 3.1 million. Then you got Marsha Blackburn. Mm. I recognize that name. Uh -huh. I'm pretty sure she was associated with some bullshit, but I can't remember what the bullshit was. Yep. Continue. She's also horrified and heartbroken. Horrified, apparently. heartbroken. Mm -hmm. She said, please join me in lifting up the loved ones. And I'm not joining you for shit. I ain't joining you for goddamn thing. I wouldn't join you <laughs> if, uh, if, if, uh, if. <sighs> Give it to us. Sorry. No, you're going. Okay. Marsha Blackburn received over $1.3 million. $1.3 from so, NRA. So I, I think the reason nothing changes, and these are the same people who just went on recess, right? These are our elected leaders that our tax dollars pay. Mm. And I want to point out, so a lot of people are like, well, they get private donations for their campaigns. Sure. But a lot of those companies that are lobbying in D.C., get government handouts all the time. So there's, it's still our money. It is still, I, I want to point that out. A lot of that is still our money lining the pockets of these politicians by way of these government bailouts and mm -hmm. these PPP loans and mm -hmm. all of this money that these big fortune 500 companies have gotten. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't even want to hear about where the money is coming from. These are usually taxpayer dollars that are going into like these lobbyist mm -hmm. networks. So for, for me to see this, what I hear is taxation without representation. Uh huh. None of these people are in DC representing my, my desires, my needs. They're not. They're representing the needs of who? The companies? Oh yeah. The corporations? Yeah. The elites. The, the people who, who run the place. So I said enough. Give mm -hmm. me your, your tweet. All right. So I have three tweets mm -hmm. for sure. Um, one is there is something. It is actually not a tweet. This is a quote. Um, there is something deeply hypocritical about praying for a problem you are unwilling to resolve. Mm. There. This who was this huh? Who they praying to? I have no idea. Okay. I'm not I'm not sure. But again, I thought this was very on time. It is it, it's like a it, it's definitely a deeper level of, of hypocrisy when you're when you you can fix it. It's literally like watching somebody get beat down or gunned down. No, it's literally that. Watching someone be gunned down and then being like, damn. I feel bad for them, even though I can actually, I could have changed or can change potentially the kind of gun they use. Mm. And I could have lessened mm -hmm. potentially the violence that happened. I could have lessened. That's, that is factual. But instead you throw your hands up and say, that's unfortunate. That's, that's a that's goddamn shame. Mm. The other one that I saw um, was this, because a lot of times, a lot of the, the politicians are saying that it's not about the guns. It's about the people. Something wrong with the people. Mm -hmm. So there's another quote. It says, guns don't kill people. People kill people. That's the quotes. Well, no shit. Mm -hmm. We want mandatory safety for courses for people, not guns. We want more background checks for people, not guns. We want stricter negligence 
uh, penalties imposed on people and not guns. If you're stupid enough to think activists are pissed at guns, you are too stupid to own one. Oh, no, I'm, I'm pissed at guns. And I, I put a tweet out there earlier this week because um, Tommy Lauren, that the idiot that she is, came out talking about how, you know, it was just a bad person with a gun. But in my opinion, if you need an assault rifle as an outward piece of evidence of your freedom, whatever mm -hmm. that means to you. Mm, that's a, oh, no, that's a point. That's a point. That's a point. Aren't you the problem? It ain't the gun. Like, if you came to me and was like, yo, I need an AR-15, I'd be like, yes, for what? What do you need that gun? Because as a civilian, what are you doing with that weapon outside I'll, of killing someone? I'll say this. A lot of my young guys who remain unnamed, my, you know, my young guys, you know, they possess automatic rifles. And I have told them before. Now, let's be clear here. They not finna shoot up no schools. Mm -hmm. They not finna shoot nobody. Let's let's be very clear that they're not into none of that shit. In that definitely not in that way. I've had conversations with them, and I let it be known that, um, statistically speaking, you will probably never have a need for 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 something like that for automatic rifle. Why are they present? Why are they present? But that leads me to my my third tweet. And I'm going to read this. And I thought this was very interesting. Mm -hmm. I want to see what you think about this. And the tweet is this. Guns are banned at Trump's. Well, let me set it up. Trump's supposed to be at the NRA, right? Mm-hmm. Abbott was supposed to be down there. Hot Wheels. Yeah. All, yeah. Oh, Hot Wheels. I'm just saying I at this point, anybody can get it. Like, uh, you know, we're going to talk about I his mean, dog at this who point. Who are you going to stand up for? I don't know. I see what you did there. <laughs> Different conversation. Boy, right. knee slap. I just slapped my knee. You just slapped your <laughs> knee. Did you feel it? Yeah, it okay. was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Trump's supposed to be there. Uh, this is an interesting thing. The tweet is this. Guns are banned at Trump's speech at the NRA convention tomorrow because they know that's the only way to prevent a shooting. I'm let that settling again guns are banned mm -hmm. at trump's speech at the nra convention be tomorrow because they know that's the only way to prevent a shooting is to not allow them so how can y'all be in this position mm -hmm. that you are the forerunners of gun rights and everyone owning whatever type of piece of uh uh destructive machinery y'all are for that but when it comes to y'all's actual convention there are no guns allowed Mm. Can you pull up the NRA statement? I can. Because it was such bullshit, but I think it's it it actually will go well with the tweets you just read. Um so so the fact that Trump is even coming down here, I mean goodness, it it just it just shows the cognitive dissonance. <laughs> it's, it's 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 like it's like fam, like if y'all if, if y'all are saying okay well we, we value the old president we don't want you know anything to happen and da, da, da. Mm -hmm. but I thought y'all said that more the more guns people it's have or more people were. it's safer in yeah. that way but I thought good that's what guys I thought. have guns right, right? and I'm assuming y'all mm -hmm. are good guys because y'all not talking about bad guys mm -hmm. y'all are the good guys yeah. this is but for whatever reason y'all won't there won't be enough good guys at the NRA convention I don't, I don't all right think so, so the yeah. statement goes like this all right 
our deepest sympathies are with the families and victims involved in this horrific and evil crime. Mm. On behalf of our members, we salute the courage of school officials, first responders, and others who offered their support and services. <laughs> Although an investigation is underway and facts are still emerging, we recognize that this is this is the act of a lone deranged criminal. That's like that's the part that kind of fucks me up. They always like, want it to be a lone wolf. They don't want and I've said this before, if you research the majority of these mass shooters, hell, not even that much research, you'll find out that they were a part of incels. They were incels themselves. They were a part of these groups that were um, radicalized. They had white supremacist views. They had replacement theory views. They had all these kind of fucking views. The thing is, the reason why they have to be lone wolves is because if you actually like research what they're what they're what what they were saying mm -hmm. prior to, you would tie a lot of that rhetoric to Tucker Carlson, Fox News, uh, all these folks. You'll you'll. The thing is, they don't want to be connected with the people who actually do the acts. But do they support them indirectly? Absolutely. Well, and you you said all that, but I think you missed one thing. Get what I missed? They Tell also me. not getting no ass. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, when you think about these incels, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of them are mad at black people. They're mad at anybody who's not white, but they also hate women. They hate women. They hate chads. <laughs> they hate. They. You're right. It's 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 a See, lot of that. You messed up all around, my guy. You 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 see. Now this is gonna lead to a different kind of conversation. We talk about incels on another episode. That's but, a different conversation. Yeah. But if 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 more of these individuals felt the warmth mm. and love, it won't be me. But somebody don't oh, yeah. like me. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like somebody with a little thighs on. Like I'm just saying, you you probably. Would be all right. Thick thighs do indeed. Thick brown they thighs. They actually save lives. Do save lives. They actually save they, lives. They, 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 they would save those lives. But, but because you're such an asshole, you will never have a chance. You, and so. And a lot of y'all are going to jail forever. So y'all will never, ever mm -hmm. experience any of this. There might be some thick thighs in there, though. Some thick nah, brown thighs. Nah, not the ones that they. Not not the ones that they probably desired, <laughs> but <laughs> might be some but, thick brown. But but and then they may not even be in the uh, the 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 topical position. Mm. They may actually be the ones who reluctantly receive. And um, mm. not I, the topical <laughs> position. It took me a minute to get there. Did you say topical? I did say topical. <laughs> so okay. And, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with either position anything, at all but, but if you don't desire it and it's forced it should be on your you, choice yes uh if if you are if if you end up in jail it, well for kyle ridden well i mean he's not going to jail but there are some other individuals who are like the the, the buffalo shooter um if you choose if you roof yeah, in there. yeah dylan roof mm -hmm. in there if you receive that uh, i hope that it's the worst experience for you i still wish all these terrible things on you yeah um but that's that. Yeah. But so, so can I can I bring up because mm -hmm. their statement talked about, you know, saluting the first responders. Can we talk about law enforcement's Oh yeah, we gotta, lack we gotta talk about that part. Response. All right. So some facts concerning that. Um the shooter fired outside for twelve minutes before they even entered. Mm -hmm. Before he even entered. Mm -hmm. So that's one. So it's twelve minutes. Uh, 
um, that passed before he even went to the school. That's a long. So that's, twelve minutes is a long time. Another another fact is this: um, he was inside at twelve o three, but they didn't breach the door and kill the gunman until twelve fifty. Even mm. as they continue to hear shots, there is social media footage of parents on the outside being told to stay outside. Yes. Um, to stay outside um, while stuff was happening, while it wasn't completely contained mm-hmm. on the inside. And it's just like, they're like, the, the parents on the outside are like, well, what are y'all doing? What Asking very valid questions. I saw pictures of them drinking Dasani water. Um, they, you know, the Texas heat is smoldering right now. I uh-huh. get it. But pe- children were being murdered. There's an active shooter in in a school, and y'all have not contained him. They had... I, You saw the pictures as well. I saw the vest. I saw the helmets. I saw the assault rifles strapped across their chest. I am confused about... And, and we talked about this before. Part of it is that they had marching orders that came the down... The chain of command. Yes. That came down the <clears throat> chain of command. So when we look at the Uvalde police, apparently mm. they were getting orders to... Stand down, Stand down and wait. They waited until the tactical team got there. And that's apparently when the breach happened. But you saw parents. And so this is Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like a little a little town in Texas. So mm-hmm. I imagine a lot of them people probably have guns. Mm-hmm. In their cars, in their purses, whatever, right? I'm hearing, and mm-hmm. this, this is just based on, you know, word of mouth. But mm-hmm. if y'all have information, let us know. I'm hearing that the parents stood around when they saw the police doing nothing mm-hmm. and said, we need to go in ourselves. Because if they're not going, we need to go in. Mind you, some of these officers had gone in and retrieved their own children and come back out. And came back out. Leaving the other children to their own fate. When those parents said, well, if you're not going to go in and get my kid, we'll go in and get our own kids and take care of it. You have a story, yeah. Tell tell about that Mm -hmm. specific. So so there was a woman, and she's kind of going around. Actually, I'll drop the link to her um, her interview in, in the bio, guys. So... There was one woman who was like, y'all are not doing anything. We need to get together and go in here and get our kids because apparently we can't depend on you to do anything. U.S. Marshals detained her, put her in cuffs. Mm-hmm. They also tackled another man, you know, detained him. These are parents. More action literally, on civilians mm-hmm. than the actual shooter. They are trying to get to their children and they're detaining these parents as they are watching you take water breaks because it's 90, 90 degrees outside. So... She tells, she knows some of the officers. So, um, Uvalde is about 20,000 people from what I'm hearing. It's a Mm -hmm. very small town. So literally no one in that town is unaffected by what just happened. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows someone who knows someone who either lost or was there or works at the school or something. It's a very small town. She knew the officers, told the the local officers, hey, get the marshals to release me. She calmed down. She played the game. Mm Mm-hmm. She got released. Mm-hmm. She quietly walked away from the rest of the group. Hopped a fence. Love it. Went in there, got her two babies. Mm-hmm. Sprinted out of the school with her children. Mm-hmm. By the time she came back, she said that they were, I mean, they were detaining parents. Parents still didn't know what was going on with their kids. And, and shout out to that woman because... I love that she played the long game mm-hmm. at that point. She knew that I'm not going to ever get to my kids if I keep Problem acting a fool. Problem solving on the spot. So I need to calm down, get my friends, the people I know, mm-hmm. to get these U.S. Marshals to release me. So, and 
were they state? No, I think they were U.S. Marshals. I don't think they were state troopers. Mm. They were U.S. Marshals to get them to release me so I can go in and get my babies. And I hate that she couldn't get more kids. But at that time, you're a mother, right? Mm. You were thinking about, I hate to say it, but you're a crotch fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the people who came from your exactly. uterus. And, and she got them out. As anyone would. And, I don't have any kids, so I might be the one running around looking for the children I know. Mm-hmm. But if I if I grew a human in this body, mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. that I would be more than willing to scale a fence right. and Easily. put myself in harm's way. If it meant laying on top of them. Because I, I saw my mother do that for us, the way she shielded us from certain things. And so mm-hmm. I get where that woman was. Mm-hmm. But but I look at this and I'm like, y'all are out here perpetrating. You know what I mean? You, you got on the gear. You have the it's, weapons, and you did nothing. It's two two things outside of the just overall uh, fuckery concerning like the response, but two things. Mm-hmm. One, to your point, in terms of them having all tac- tactical gear, what is the what is the point of militarizing the police if they're not going to do it now? Again, militarizing the police is a million dollar investment. Like this ain't no. This ain't no, no, hey, we just bought y'all a hat. We just 20, bought y'all some new uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, this is a million-dollar investment yeah. that they put into police to handle situations like this. So, one, it just goes against that 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 idea that they think that, you know, the good people with guns, hell, the people with the guns, i.e. the police, didn't really respond in the way that they should have. There's yeah. that part. And, again, um, and it's not just our opinion because the uh, I think it was either the sheriff or someone who's I upset we made a mistake by waiting he he outwardly said that we didn't handle it correctly so that's one part the other part and this is another part that's not really getting a lot of press but I read about this the fact that they had ice uh there that's a good what yes ice was there as well when all this was happening and it was like uh, allegedly the idea behind it was they just needed all hands on deck and ice who happened to be they i think they were miles and miles away but they showed up so you not only have parents who are dealing with the potential loss of their own child but they also have to think about potentially being detained if you can get ice there so yes i didn't know that yeah. I learn something new every time we do this show. Because <laughs> what? Yes. Instead of going in and getting those people's babies, you decided to get ice on the phone. Because you had to call somebody. It was it was one of those things where it was just like, I mean, again, as far as how it was worded, it was just like, oh, all hands on deck. Even ice. We need ice. We need ice there as well. Like everybody. is, But in my mind, in my mind. Mm. The cruelty of <laughs> the cruelty of it all um, makes me really think like they were they were in this whole ordeal of death and trauma that they somebody had a bright idea of saying, well, there's some illegal. We can round them up. We could potentially potentially. And that in itself created an issue for some parents because some parents had to get on the phone and call other people about their children because when they found out that ice was there they was like i ain't coming down i can't here. be there yeah. i can't even like i i, I want to be there but i need to make sure I, I i need to have someone there who could potentially take my children get my baby for me yeah yeah Sad. so i i mean I, parents um, still don't get me wrong a lot of parents still came um regardless of their status but that just added another layer of bullshit so man this, this situation taught us a lot one, one thing I do want to point out, and I, I rarely praise any politicians, but um, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, talk boy. about that. Talk about that. Um Beto Beto, how does he say his last name? Now, I've heard it. I've heard it. I say Beto. 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 I mean, he when he is um uh, uh, I, I, I don't want to speak cuz I, I I'm not going to speak this this is actually my this is what I make jokes about. I make jokes about the fact that he used kind of the potential like Spanish mm-hmm. pronunciation of his name, mm-hmm. and we knew what it was for. I ain't hundred percent mad at it, but at the same time, it's he, still a level of appropriation. He knew but, his audience. But yeah. let me let's stay focused on the thing that he did. That he, I he hired he hired a PR firm, and it was like you know how you should say it. You should say it like this because they gonna say Beto, Beto. Right. Yep. Like they gonna like is it short for Humberto? Roberto. Either, either way, he said either one. Either way, that is my critique, my personal critique of him. But I'm not mad at it. I'm not. Well, we, not that mad. At we've it. seen Jennifer wrong. Lopez do it. We've seen. You know. Okay. We, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, so, that's a different conversation. But what he did was is something yes. that we 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 support. Mm-hmm. He so he um at a press conference mm-hmm. he confronted not only um. <laughs> Abbott and his <laughs> band of idiots mm-hmm. that were up on the stage with him, um, but also really called them out about kind of what you were just saying that these are your laws that allow this to happen, mm. and you need to answer for this because this man he owned these guns lawfully. He got, didn't, got the gun at uh, right after he turned eighteen. After eighteen, yeah, a couple days. I think it was all in an eight day span from mm-hmm. what I'm reading. That he turned 18. I also hear he wasn't graduating with his class, so that kind of sucks. I guess he was going to be held back or something. I don't... Yeah, just... Yeah, you know... He was bullied. He dealt with all these... All of that stuff, right? Yeah, I'm not graduating, so I need to go. Whatever. So, so I I really want to give a shout out because I appreciated... And I I don't know if it was just a political stunt or if he truly felt... That, hey, something needs to change in this state and in this country. But I know it rubbed the people on that stage the, the wrong, wrong way, way which is why I was happy. We are we are for sure team make these motherfuckers feel uncomfortable. 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 Yes. And I know it was like people in the comments saying like, uh, oh, that was unnecessary or we don't, was you it? know, he was he was doing too much or, you know, he was doing it for political. I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, don't get me wrong. Of course, I can look in t- deeper into like people's motives behind stuff, all that. But it happened, and and that's what needed to happen. And they were visibly uncomfortable. Visibly uncomfortable. You and need we to need sit to down and get out of here. And they they wanted him to shut up so bad. Exactly. But I appreciated how uncomfortable because they're probably not used to being uncomfortable when you mm-hmm. really think about how they go through life day mm-hmm. by day. No. The world is literally their oyster. And so to be made uncomfortable by a man who actually looks like you mm-hmm. about something that's that the, you knew that, 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 mm-hmm, that you didn't deal with about brown people in particular, particularly, I appreciated that. And so, like I said, I am very anti supporting anybody at this point mm-hmm. because we know both sides are a lot of times in it for the money and the power. Mm-hmm. But I did like the fact that Abbott was uncomfortable. His sheriff was uncomfortable. A lot of people, Ted Cruz was up there looking real dumb. Fucking um, And so I, I just appreciated that. And I think that it it doesn't even have to be him. Like some of us can make these people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like that 13 year old girl whose video is going around right now where, you know, she is talking about, I am 13 and y'all are doing nothing. Nothing. You're, do, you're uh, that girl has a bright future, but I think it takes us 
not only standing up verbally, but also pushing back, whether it's economically, mm-hmm. whether it's dropping out of the capitalist rat race, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff helps. And mm-hmm. so anything every, that you can find to do, I think it's helpful. Every little part helps. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people this again, I am a, I'm a history buff in the sense of I look at past organizations, past peoples, past groups of people who've dealt um with those issues Mm -hmm. and again reflecting back on my time of visiting like the holocaust museum one of the things holocaust museum also um i forgot the name of the book that i read but it's a book that basically takes lessons from people who were marginalized Mm. who dealt with oppressive regimes and one of the things that they said was this one of the lessons from from all of that because every chapter kind of had a lesson one of the lessons was this Always make them feel uncomfortable. Mm. Always let your voice be heard. I love that. Always. If you are a part of the marginalized group and you're dealing with bullshit, you have to let it be known in any way, shape, fashion, or form. Let it be known that you are uncomfortable. Let it let it be known that you are you recognize this isn't right and that it's, this is affecting you. So anytime that can happen, I'm for it. So that's my part. I love it. That's my part. I love it. Well, it, it's sad because for the second episode now in a row, the second show in a row, we're having to send our condolences to those to, to those families. families. And yeah. I mean, you know, we we record on Fridays, and this is the second time in two weeks that we have had to, um, you know, send our our love to a city, to a community, to families. Yes. And and I I hate it because. Yeah, okay. I you know, I, I can send my heart down there, but like will it actually change anything? Um, yeah. but I say do everything you can. Vote, yeah. send money, whatever you can to help any any family or any any community that's going through it, whatever you can helps. Yeah. So. And, and shout out to the um I I learned about this today, the the veteran oversight or yeah, oversight group. I, I think this is really cool. So there's, you know, these group of veterans who are tired. They are exhausted. I think part of it for them is they have been treated like shit mm. since they, you know, have gotten back to the there states. There are no from, real veterans' rights. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, like, and again, they started shitting on black veterans back in mm-hmm. back in Vietnam War first. Like yep. all the shitting happened on on us, and then now they're realizing. It, and I'm glad they finally realized. Yeah. That. So, so I think they're already frustrated with government, with their politicians, with the people who are supposed to represent them. But this week in particular, um, there's been an, a, a faction of veteran, veterans who have gotten together across mm-hmm. the country and said, if our politicians won't protect our children, we will. And mm-hmm. so, you know, on their off days or say they're retired and they have time, mm-hmm. they are literally going to provide oversight and protection right. for schools in their communities. And I saw one guy, um, you know, he showed up. He was like across the street from the school sitting in his truck and he just happened to go live. And he was like, I'm out here to protect our babies. And he used that language. He said, mm-hmm. our babies like they are at recess right now. I have them in plain sight. I am locked and loaded in case something goes down. Mm-hmm. And and what's what's sad is that we're not paying him our tax dollars to do that. He is not getting what he's supposed to get for right. doing the job that the people who are getting our tax dollars is supposed to do. But I, I just want to, number one, I want to send love to them. I, I want to send a thank you to them. And really, I, I, I just pray that, like, you know, angels surround you guys and protect you because you are doing the work that needs to be done. 
until we can figure out a greater solution because all of this is a symptom of something bigger exactly and until we treat the sickness we're going to still have this symptom Mm -hmm. but while the symptom remains and it sustains i appreciate the people who have the skills who have the training to protect people Mm -hmm. going out of their way and saying you know i got a day off today yeah i'm gonna just go post up at the local elementary school and make sure these kids are safe yeah it's um my perspective and i'm gonna i'm gonna close it out with this is this kind of to the point that you were making that's what makes me that's one of the things that makes me angry with like the powers that be is because regular common people have to do the things mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have to do honestly we should just be responsible for living mm-hmm. we should be responsible for living for doing what we need to do on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis we shouldn't have to protect schools we shouldn't have to feed the homeless we shouldn't have to do any of these things because this, there, there's the one. The money's already there, mm-hmm. and two, the, the 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 brain power is there to fix the actual issues. Yep. Y'all just don't want to fix these issues. Yeah. Y'all we, don't want to fix these. We issues. We talked about last week why so, homelessness is still homelessness yeah, because so. it serves as a warning, and there's no money in it. Yeah, there's so. no money in fixing the homelessness problem. Yeah, so, so, um, I'm I'm with you, and again, sending sending love to you guys. Um, you know, if you have any any thoughts or. Anything that we can even help with. I mean, we're in Dallas, but, mm-hmm. you know. We are legitimately praying for y'all. Seriously. And we're doing, we're spreading, we're trying to spread information that hopefully will change the minds of those who, we're trying to change the minds of as many people as we can who can make the decision, mm-hmm. potentially, so. Yep. Yeah. You want to do the check-in? Yes. <laughs> Um, I'll say this, that one of the best mental health exercises is cleaning up. Mm. So checking in, I feel so much better with a cleaner home. I like that. That's, 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 I'm, I cleaned my house, uh, the day before yesterday and I loved coming home last night. I had black canvas last night and we drank a lot and had a good time. But I loved coming home to a clean space. Just it amazing. So good. Right? Smell good. It feels mm, good. The feels energy good. I is got right. Some flowers too. Yeah. I got some flowowers for the crib. Come on and put some like you know I saying? believe oh, in know, fresh flowers be, and know, plants in your space. You know, I, you know, I'm a black man who, you know, who understands, who can appreciate it. Now so. that I know that, say less. Who gonna who gonna be dropping GS flowers off? Me. Ooh, I love that. I love lilies are my favorite flowers. Okay, good to know. Lilies I, are my favorite flowers. I, let's be honest. Uh Jay Barnett was one of the first men that I ever heard talk about how he loves fresh flowers in his space and um oh, yeah. and I and I thought like I was like you know there's nothing less masculine about this man because he likes to have life in his space and I mm. I just love that for you that's amazing oh, for sure. what about you checking in with you yeah my my I'm I'm good um I always deal with a certain level of like stress and anxiety when things like this happen. Mm -hmm. And so I have been kind of carrying this around this week, but I've made it a point to, you know, try to get outside, connect Mm -hmm. with friends, um, done a couple extra workouts this week Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, Mm -hmm. to get some, some things, um, just kind of fleshed out of my system and cool enough. So I mentioned my boy, Anthony, I want to mention him again, cause he, um, told me about something he's going to be doing that should help people like me who deal with stress and anxiety. And it's like a microdosing thing. And I won't say what we're microdosing. Use your imagination because um, <laughs> we don't want to get arrested. But but so microdosing, but also he leads you in like a meditative um, practice, It's mm-hmm. you know, 10 to 20 minutes. And then it ends with a massage. And so I'm going to try that and like yeah. be one of his trial clients, because I do think. 
that while you and I do the work that we do, we are mm. going to take on a lot. And so I need to be thinking about a practice to mm-hmm. sustain like a, a healthy level mm-hmm. of like stress reduction and things like that. So, yeah. and, and let's be clear here that what we're referring to is something that is natural. That's all natural. It, it grows like that. Yeah. All natural. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, they're doing a lot of research on it and using it to help people who've dealt with traumatic experiences, PTSD, PTSD, um, all kinds of things. And I personally uh, indulge and I really believe that they may change our people. I believe that there's a lot of hope in it. I believe there's a lot of um, potential for for growth. Mm hmm. So it, it was used by indigenous, you know, population, aboriginal pop. Well, it, that, that, it was when look, society, right? For, let's let's be clear here. There are a lot of natural things that that our government has put like limits in and uh, laws against that actually are beneficial for yeah. us. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if you want to know what we're talking about, just shoot us a DM. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoot us a DM. We'll, we'll give you a better understanding of what we're discussing. But that's... speaking of DMs, y'all, so do not forget to like, follow, subscribe, and please share. So we are um, all organic growth, but really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting about mm-hmm. the podcast. So, again, our whole goal is to make sure that our folks are entered. Of course, entertained, but informed edutained, first. Edutained. Edutained. I like that. I like that. Edut- Shout out so, to my Bible. so yeah, like my, one of my friends, he was like, "Man, y'all do geopolitics with cussing." I said, "That's actually a really good tagline." Oh like, yeah, for sure. That, that's exactly what we do. We so, can we can talk intellectually, mm-hmm. but we can also say "fuck that shit" because that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Because it is some of the shit is bullshit. That that's it. So, all right, I'm good. Are you you good I'm, to go? I'm good. So Dead. we will see y'all next episode. Thank y'all for tuning in. We're going to be going live a little more often. Shout out to our people, Drika. Uh, uh, I think it was one other person who got on our lives our first time going live. So thank y'all. We're going to keep that going. And remember um, to really, really love on yourself right now. Yeah. This is a period of it's a lot going on. So remember, to just just keep your own personal mental health in mind. That's right. Um, um, and also... Love, love on your brothers and sisters. Love on your friends. Love on your family. Reach out to folks. Check you know on your saying? strong friends in Check particular. on your strong mm-hmm. friends for sure. So that's it. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for joining. You have anything this weekend going on? Uh, I'm actually no. I gotta go. Out. I'm gonna be out of town this okay. weekend. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh doing some Dallabasses stuff. Okay. Um, influencers. Yeah. Group. So happy early birthday, Steve. Soka Steve. No, his birthday passed. Oh, his birthday passed. Yeah, okay. I was happy, out last happy belated, week brother. Food. Happy belated, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, he. So, but he's um he's doing a Memorial Day brunch yeah. uh, back at Blue Mesa. Mm, so okay. that should be cool. Like okay. back at the OG spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. And then I just plan to chill. It's been a week, so I just plan to stay at the house. So, all right. Well, we love y'all. Um, and we will talk to you next week. Love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> Later. Peace. Sunshine, sunshine, tell me where you are Cause I need you to get me through my life Don't hide away behind those clouds Because the joy